Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Thank God for your life. Take your eyes, whatever you may be going through. And the Bible says, looking unto Jesus Christ. This morning, look unto Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. And lift up your voice and give him the praise. Let's say, Father, I thank you for my life. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Sincerely, from the bottom of your heart. In our going out, in our coming in on these roads, it is by the grace of God that we are preserved. So lift up your voice and give him thanks. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Lift up your voice and thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his goodness. He has been good to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Bible says that let everything... That has bread. Praise the Lord. The only reason not to praise God is if you are not de- if you are not alive. But if you are alive today, give Him the praise. Give Him the glory. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His love. In the name of the Lord Jesus, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord personally. You have come to the house of God. You have come to have an encounter with the Most High God. So lift up your voice and give Him the praise. Lift up your voice and give Him the glory. His presence is here this morning. Your life will not be the same after today. So thank God that you are alive and begin to pray and to cry unto God and say, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, minister to me personally. Minister to me as an individual. Let me hear your word and as I hear your word, help me to be a doer of the word of God. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. The Bible says that everybody was being baptized by Jesus in Luke chapter 3 verse 21. He was being baptized. The difference was he was praying. The presence of God is here. The presence of God is with you right there online, wherever you may be watching on TV. But the difference is if you will pray and call out to the Lord. My Lord and my God, the Bible says that the heavens open. God will open the heavens over your life and you will hear his voice this morning. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray in the name of Jesus that may their lives not be remain the same. I pray in the name of Jesus may the oppressed go free. May the sick be healed. In Jesus mighty name and empower us oh God in our stewardship and in our service to you oh God. In Jesus mighty name. In these days and times thank God we are alive in the earth and we yield our lives to you oh God to be used for your glory. Take us over. Take us over completely. Our lives are yielded to you. I yield my members to you Lord as instruments of righteousness Lord use me to bring hope to the hopeless in the mighty name of Jesus give me utterance that I will speak the word of God boldly even as I ought to speak in the mighty name of Jesus and as your word goes forth the Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 20 that you sent your word and you delivered us from all our destruction let there be deliverance this morning by virtue of your word. We thank you and we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you all the glory at the end as well. In Jesus name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Shout amen. amen. You may take your seat please. Thank you Lord. 
Welcome into God's presence this morning. For those of us here, those online, those that join us on TV, watch on TV. I pray in Jesus' mighty name that may your life be transformed. I said may your life be transformed. In the Old Testament, in the Bible, the, the, there is the, 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 in the Bible, the, the, if you owe somebody, potentially you could be in captivity for 49 years. And on the 50th year, there is a jubilee proclaimed and death are released. But Jesus Christ comes and announces that I am the jubilee. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you sit under the influence of the word of God, any form of captivity that you are in, I decree your unconditional release in Jesus' name. I said I decree your unconditional release in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. We have come into the presence of God and the presence of God makes the difference in our lives. And thank God you are here. Your God has a plan for your life. The reason why you are alive in the earth is for a reason and for a purpose. One time, there was the, 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 the lives of the Jews were being threatened. And Esther was hesitating. And Mordecai said to Esther, Who knows that you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this? And I've come to announce to somebody this morning that you are alive in the earth today because of a reason. You are not an accident. God has a plan for your life. And as you cooperate with God, you will see that plan fulfilled in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. Anyway, that wasn't my message, but that will help somebody. Amen. That's just the appetizer. I, I get excited about God's word. Amen. This morning, you will have an encounter with God. I said this morning you will have an encounter with God. I said this morning you will have an encounter with God. I said this morning you will have an encounter with God. Because we serve a God who is alive. Jesus is not dead. He is alive. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And forever he will be the same. If you believe that say amen. Thank you Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Alright. So let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. Turn your Bibles with me, if you please, to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And I will read from the Amplified Version. Let's start from verse 14, actually. You'll give us a foundation. From the, I'll read from the classified Amplified. Classic Amplified. He says, if it is the adherence... Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, let's make sure, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, thank you Lord Jesus. So he says, but thank God, though you were, verse 14, let's start from verse 14, for, for sin shall no longer exert dominion over you, since you are not under law as slaves, but under grace, as subjects of God's mercy and God's favor and mercy. Verse 17 says, but thank God, I'm reading, I'm reading the wrong reference. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, verse 14. It says, yet death held sway. I read Romans 6 earlier, that was a mistake. Yet death held sway from Adam to Moses, the lawgiver, even over those who did not 
themselves transgress a positive command as Adam did. Adam was a type, prefigure of the one who was to come in reverse. The former distracted, the latter saving. Verse 17 says, For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death, reign through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace or merited favor and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man Jesus Christ the Messiah the anointed one this morning we are talking about reigning in life as kings or as queens you see and in this season the first lesson on Sunday, the first Sunday we talked about giving no place to the enemy and on Wednesdays we'll be looking at different aspects as well Last week Sunday we talked about the, about waging a successful warfare, but here he says that when because of one man's trespass, who is he talking about? He's talking about Adam's trespass in the beginning, when they sin, when he sinned against God. The Bible says that death was spread upon all men. See, every time you read, for instance, in this account, when you read death. It doesn't mean the cessation of life. When Adam and Eve sinned in the beginning, uh, they didn't die physically that day first. They were separated from God. And, 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 and then natural death followed afterwards. So he says in verse 14, that spiritual death continued to rule and reign till the time of Moses. And when it got to the time of Moses, there was a suspension, so to speak, through the, through, through the blood and of the offerings and sacrifices. The people were covered so that they could approach God. But and now he says that in Christ Jesus, this is so significant, this is so important. He says that because of one man's trespass, love, offense, death reigned through that one, much more surely those who receive God's grace unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness putting them into right standing with himself reign as kings in life through the one man Jesus Christ we rule and reign in life through Christ Jesus you see who is responsible for all the pain in the world who is behind all the wars, the confusion in the world. It's obviously not God. And, and you see, sometimes, sometimes, the, 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 you see, one of the key things to waging a successful warfare is to identify your enemy and know how he functions so that you can overcome him. And it's so important. One time, uh, Evangelist Billy Graham was saying that he was getting ready to talk about how, how the devil functions and demon functions and he couldn't find his notes. The notes mysteriously disappeared. Another man of God also said a similar experience. And you see, you see, the enemy can try, he tries on ignorance. And we talk about, you see, the Bible says that we are not ignorant of his devices. So long as he can keep you ignorant of his devices, he can continue to rule and dominate over your life. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, this morning, as you are handed vital keys, 
I see you reigning as kings and as queen and dominating in life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I see you ruling and reigning in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you are not created to be in bondage to anything. You are not created to be in captivity to anything. To drugs, to sex, to alcohol, or to, or to sin. In Romans chapter 6, I started in Adventure, verse 14, sin shall not have dominion over you. That means sin is of the devil. The enemy is not supposed to have dominion over you. You are supposed to dominate. You are supposed to rule and to reign in life. You are supposed to reign. Not, not, notice what the Bible says. Let's look at a number of scriptures. You see, Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Notice these scriptures. He says this. Thank you, Lord. He says, Now I say the hair, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Master of all. Let that phrase get into your heart this morning. Master of all. Master of all. Master of all. But you see, so long as you remain as a child, you cannot enjoy your inheritance and what Jesus Christ has made available. You see, there's no difference between you and a slave. They can keep oppressing you. But thank God this morning you will be handed with some keys that will help you grow up and to enjoy your inheritance in Christ. Because that was God's original plan and purpose. Notice what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 in the Living Bible. He says, Then God said, Let us make a man someone like ourselves to be the master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the seas. I like that. Master of all life. Master of all life. Master of all life. And you see, so many times, that is what we are looking for. We want to be in control. We want to be able to dominate the circumstances of life. Master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the sea. But though he is master of all, unless he grows up, he cannot enjoy mastery. You, you, you see, you, you, no, no, no matter how, I mean, no matter how smart a child is, you won't put a 10-year-old in the driving seat of a car and say, drive by yourself. You're not going to do it. And you, and you put yourself on, 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 on the passenger seat and say, you are a 10 year old. Uh, this car belongs to you when you are of age, when you get of age. But today, I'm going to sit on the passenger side. You sit in the driver's seat and we are, you are going to drive and take us to Denver. do that. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> At least I would do that. <laughs> So he's saying that even though you are master of all, even though you are supposed to dominate, even though you are supposed to rule and reign, it takes growing up to be able to enjoy your inheritance. He wants us to dominate, to rule and reign in the physical realm. He wants us to rule and dominate over sickness and over disease. 
He wants us to rule and reign. In the financial area, he doesn't want us to be scourged by poverty. Living and every day not knowing what you are going to eat, living from paycheck to paycheck. He wants us as we cooperate with him and the way he wants us to operate from a financial standpoint to be the one that through us many people are blessed financially. He wants us to be able to rule and reign. One time, they discovered, they discovered, you see, the knowledge is so important. I'll get this to this, to this short. They, they, they discovered a, 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 a homeless person somewhere in the state. And when they discovered this person, uh, he had died of malnutrition, starvation, and cold. And when they discovered this person, they found out that he had 23000 in cash on him. $23,000. But he was found homeless, he had died of malnutrition, and he had died of starvation. Because even though he had the money, he refused to put it into circulation to be able to get the basic necessities of life. So Jesus Christ has given us a great inheritance. But how do we reign as kings? One, the first thing that we need is that we need knowledge. Somebody say, I need knowledge. Shout it, I need knowledge. Shout it, I need knowledge. Notice what the Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Thank you, Lord. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea 4, verse 6. He says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Therefore, in Isaiah 5.13, he says, Therefore my people have gone into captivity because they have not known knowledge. Destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, in captivity due to a lack of knowledge. So the devil tries to ignore us. If he can keep you ignorant of your rights and privileges in Christ Jesus, he can keep you in captivity. But thank God, the Bible also says in my Lord and my God, John chapter 8 verse 32, he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So the knowledge is very important. And what is the knowledge that we need? In the mighty name of Jesus, if you are watching, if you are listening, if you are here, wherever you may be, I don't know the form of captivity that the enemy may have you in, but in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by virtue of the knowledge of the word of God, I see you going free. I said I see you going free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What is the knowledge that you need? You need to know that you need the knowledge of what God did, God's original plan in creation. What happened in the Garden of Eden as a result of the deception of the enemy that caused Adam to get separated from God. Then you need to understand what Jesus Christ came to do for us. 
what he did on the cross. And you need to understand that Jesus' grave is empty right now. He is alive forevermore and he lives to make intercession for us. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. First Timothy chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Now the Spirit. They don't shy away from this. So we are not going to shy away either. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. Notice this. Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Doctrines of demons, deceiving spirit, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, giving heed to deceiving spirits. You see, this letter is written to spirit-filled Christians. And there are levels of how you can yield to the enemy or not yield. The first level that you can yield or not yield to the, the fact that you are, you are born again and spirit filled doesn't mean that you cannot yield to the enemy. You can yield to the flesh, the world, or the devil. Or you can yield to yield to God. It's up to you. Remember, let's learn something here before we get to those verses. We can continue at another time. But it's so important. If you don't understand these things, that's why people play around with, with, with the enemy. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 16 Jesus was getting ready to, to go to the cross and when he was getting ready to go Peter was in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and he said to Jesus that no way you are not going anywhere. What a dusty and bold. He was always very busy. No, no, no. You are not going anywhere. And Jesus, you see, notice this. Let's read this because sometimes um, it, it's, uh, you see these things and, 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 and you miss it. Notice, notice, notice. He was asking his disciples in Matthew 16 13, he says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? I, say that the Son of Man am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some say some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjuna, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See Matthew chapter 26. Then, verse 21, so you get a break in 20. Verse 21, it says, From that time Jesus began to show to, to, to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. You are not going anywhere. You knew Jesus. Talk nasty to Jesus. 
not be nice to Jesus. We are not going anywhere. Notice what Jesus did. 23. But Peter, but he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. Notice that he didn't respond to Peter directly. So many times we deal with people and we run into problems. He rebuked Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan. Obviously, Peter is not Satan, is he? But he's standing right in the presence of Jesus. And consciously or unconsciously, he has yielded to Satan and he's speaking his words. He has yielded to the enemy. You see, the, the, the enemy is not your husband, nor is it your wife, nor is it your kids. It's the personality behind the situation causing the issue. He rebuked Satan. Get behind me. You see, he's, you can't, you couldn't have been any closer than where Peter was. In that very chapter, he has a few verses before. He's in the presence of Jesus, and he sees that the Father has given him a revelation. He has revealed to you who I am in the very same place. He yielded unconsciously to the enemy. You see, there are different levels. There are different levels of how you can yield to the enemy. The first one is, lenders. The first one is, you become upset. When you are upset, when you are obsessed with something, uh, you see, the, the, the tempter can come to you and say, oh, Keep, 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 keep drinking and, and, and keep, keep engaging in, 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 in all these things. It's okay. Have another glass. It won't harm you. He might say to you, try these drugs. Just once. It's okay. He might say to you, tell a lie. Go down a degenerate path. They come as suggestions. Then, the, then if, 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 if you follow and do not deal with it at this level, it will move to obsession. When it moves, when it moves, obsession is the first phase. It will move to oppression. At this point, they begin to say, hey, uh, let's go. Come and let's go. They push you and push you a little bit more. And, and they exercise a little bit more of, of, of an oppressive rule. This is where at this day people get addicted to alcohol, drugs, debauchery, etc. That's another, another level. One time, um, Kennedy Hagin, who was, was, was a prophet of God, is going to be with the Lord. He, he said this, his son, his son-in-law, was, 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 was in and out of church. And sometimes, he, when he comes, he's singing in the choir beautifully, then other times he goes onto the world, he cannot even keep a job. And he was praying, and God revealed to him what the world was going on behind the scenes. He says there are three demons following your son-in-law. He, say, he says when he yields to the left, the one on the left, 
he exhibits a certain lifestyle. When he yields to the one in the center, a certain lifestyle he exhibited. When he yields to, 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 to the one on the right, there's a certain lifestyle that he exhibits. So the sometimes the people, the relatives will say, ah, what is wrong with this, with this our relative? He keeps changing. He's easy to, to, to a friend. He says, take the power in the name of Jesus and command those foul spirits to take your son, to take your, his, their hands off of your son-in-law. He did it and in the, he said, the God said to him, in 10 days he will get a job and this time you hold on to it. And exactly in 10 days he got a job and he, I, I said sometimes when I was eating, I'll come back from media and this person will be blowing smoke in my face. And the very next time, when he, when he comes around, he's in, he's in church. But when I came back, I said, Dad, I have a job in 10 days. He said to say to, to rebuke the spirit behind the situation. And you see, sometimes when it, when it gets to, to the oppressive stage, sometimes people need help. And we are glad to help. The third stage, notice this, is depressing. If it doesn't, if it doesn't stop at that oppressive stage, it will move to depressing. Now, this is where people are prisoners of fear, worries, anxiety, restlessness, despair, hatred, rage, sadness, and groaning. Then, and sometimes people cannot sleep, but they get that another stage. And then the final stage is possession. That's that once you get there, uh, people get to that stage, uh, they, 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 they lose their mind. Here in the stage, we, we persuade them and put them in and put them aside. But you see, the reason why the enemy, you see, you can, and if you are a child of God, you, you cannot be a child of God and be totally possessed. If you are God lives in you, but you can yield your body and your mind to the enemy. That you can get away. You can have termites in your house. And not have termites in you. You see, there's a difference. So don't you see the thing is there is no need to be afraid, but there's a need to be aware so that we don't yield to the enemy. One time in, in, in Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, there is an account, and in, in Luke chapter 8 as well, there is an account of the madman of Gadara. In Luke chapter 8, verse 26. Is this too deep for you? Are you are you doing okay? You doing all right? Okay, good. <laughs> Luke chapter eight, verse twenty-six. He says, "Then they sailed to the country of the gatherings, which is opposite Galilee." Notice the phrase "gathering." Now, in number, now notice, notice this. Thank you, Lord. He notice that in Genesis chapter forty-nine, Genesis chapter forty-nine. He says this. Notice this, he says, verse 18, I have waited for your salvation, O Lord. God, a troop shall trump upon him, and he shall triumph at last. God, a troop shall trump upon him, and he shall triumph at last. And Jesus goes into the country of the gathering. This is almost like a prophecy. And there this person was there and was being tormented by unclean spirits. But thank God, he's from that tribe of God, but he says he shall triumph 
and life. So this person has lost his mind. He has unclean spirit in the interest of our Samaritan. He, 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 they, they, no, they are no clean spirit. They, all of them are unclean. There's nothing clean about them. But he's crying and in torment, crying for deliverance and crying for help. But he says, the Bible says, at last he shall triumph. He shall triumph at last. When Jesus goes and meets him, he delivers him from the hand of the enemy. And when, you see so many times, and be, even before Jesus Christ gets there, a storm arises. Remember Jesus was driving and a storm came. He was going to go and see this person. He knew by the Spirit of God that this person needed deliverance. So he's moving. And the enemy sends a storm to take him down. You see, the fact that you are in the will of God doesn't mean that there will be no storm. In fact, it is because of the destiny that you carry. That is why sometimes that some of the things come against you. And in this person, the Bible says that he had an unclean spirit. Only one spirit possesses this person. In Matthew chapter 5. Then there is the legion. One spirit possesses that person completely and brings so many more with us. And the Bible says that when they saw Jesus, they said, send us out of that country. It tells us something as well. They like to gang up in certain locations. And sometimes when you go into a particular location, you might see a certain vice. You might see uh, certain things that are common to the area. They've ganged up. We call it demonic concentration. Sometimes in a family, they will identify the person who they know God has a great plan for their life and concentrate on that person. So you realize that this person is fighting a difficult battle. They've concentrated on this person. But he said that at last he shall overcome. Because of the plan of God for this person, the Bible says that when he was delivered, he went to ten cities with his testimony. And when Jesus got to those ten cities, you wanted to follow Jesus, he said, not right now. Go home and tell your friends what God has done for you. And that is who God wants us to be as well. Go and tell as many people what God has done for us. But because of the plan and the purpose of God for this person, he was in torment night and day and the devil wanted to stop Jesus from getting to the other side. But he could not be stopped. Because there is a destiny on the other side. There is something great on the other side. But notice also that when he was delivered, Immediately that he was delivered. No Bible school dedication, no anything. He said, go home and tell your friends. Your testimony is so important. And immediately that he was delivered, he yielded his life completely to the Lord and in his servant. That is the key to not only receive deliverance, but to maintain your deliverance. You must be committed to serving the Lord. The children of Israel, God kept saying to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. 
The reason why he wants you completely free, he wants you completely delivered, is so that you can serve the Lord. We talk about we talk about deliverance and, and, and there's a place for that. But the key to permanent deliverance, the key to staying free of the enemy, is to commit your life to serve the Lord all the time. All the time. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you yield your life completely to the Lord, I see him take your life and use it for his glory. I said I see him take your life and use it for his glory. The enemy has tried to destroy your life, to destroy your family, to destroy your loved ones. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, this morning somebody is discovering some keys and you are going to stand your ground and say in the name of the Lord Jesus, take your hands off of my family members. Take off your hands off my life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, he said in my name you will cast out devils. Take authority and exercise authority and say enough is enough. I am dedicated to serving the living God. These are my these, these are my family members. These are my children. This is this as my husband, my spouse, whatever the case might be. I refuse to be in bondage. I refuse to be in captivity. In fact, in your family, you, you have, if you are a child of God, you have great influence. If Jesus has made you free, you are free indeed. He says, reign as king. Dominate, be master of all. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Anyone watching or listening, whoever you may be. I decree and declare by the knowledge of the word of God. You are breaking free from every captivity. In he says in Galatians chapter 4. Let's wrap up with that. Thank you Lord. Gal we, we, we just read from Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 5. Notice this. He says, verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled with a yoke of bondage. Refuse to be entangled. Stand fast in your liberty. That is why I'm standing here and proclaiming that liberty. When Abraham Lincoln declared the, em the, the Emancipation Proclamation some people were not aware that slavery had been abolished in the United States. So they continued to remain in captivity until months later when the news got there and they realized that, oh! <laughs> we are not supposed to be slave or in captivity anymore. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the devil may have been having a hard day in your life, but this morning you are discovering that Jesus came and announced your freedom. I said he announced your freedom. I said he announced your freedom. I said he announced your freedom. Shout it out free. 
Shut it out free. And I refuse to be under any yoke of bondage. Oh my Lord and my God. Shut it out free. Shut it out free. Shut it out free. Stand fast in that liberty and refuse to be entangled in any yoke of the Bible say he's translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light into the kingdom of his dear son Colossians 1.13 you have been translated into the kingdom of God if you are a child of God he has delivered us A Canadian policeman arrest anyone on US soil. No, that's not his no. So he says he has delivered you from the power, the domain of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of the God. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.